Greetings, film fans. Welcome to the Big Review Ski, the brand new film podcast from Joe and Her. My name is Owen Doherty, and thanks for listening to the third instalment of our trilogy so far. Um, I'm hoping this is more the quality of Toy Story 3 instead of Spider-Man 3 or Jaws 3D. Um, so no pressure on anybody here. Is that all okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay, yep, yep. fine. Uh, like Toy... You know, sounds slightly nervous, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, like Toy Story 3, we're probably all going to be a big blubbering mess uh, by the end of this week's episode. So the other full grown adults that you're going to be hearing from today and you're going to hear them cry quite a lot is Paul Moore. Hello. Hello there. <laughs> have you been crying already? No. I have, but all of, when you said Spider-Man 3, I just have that image of the emo Toby McGuire in my head, so I'm kind of off track at the moment. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is a terrible image to have in your head. Uh, we've got Laura Holland with us as well. Hello. Hello there. And Roy Cashin. Hello. And I hope we don't have a million endings like Lord of the Rings 3. Oh, that's a fair point. Did you all bring your tissues, though, just in case? Check. Always have them. Genuinely do have one, actually. For different reasons, yeah. <laughs> okay, I might need to borrow some from other people. Um, so you're all here to tell us what's on in the cinema this week and what's good. Later on in the show, we're also going to be having some very cool prizes to give away, so do stay tuned for that. We've got some cracking interviews with the stars of Den of Thieves, one of this week's new releases. Uh, it's not just one interview, not just two, not just three, but it's four, <laughs> four people this week, and they're all amazing people. Who were you chatting to, Roy? for this? It was uh, Jared Butler, 50, not 50 cents, okay. Pablo Schreiber, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. All very nice chaps to chat to. Lovely people. We will be hearing from them later on. Uh, we want you to get in touch as well. So everybody who's listening, um, you can tweet us on the Twitter at Big Review Ski, and you can WhatsApp us on 00353. Eight seven four zero zero one one zero three. It's such that's not a catchy number at all. Do you know places normally have like it's oh eight hundred one oh two. Yeah, it should be like oh <laughs> eight seven Joe. Yeah, that must have been and her. That would have been handier. Let's go with oh eight seven four zero zero one one zero three. And thankfully, my warning worked last week. We had no Rudy Nudies in, <laughs> so <laughs> that's. that's uh, I know the disappointment, <laughs> disappointment on everybody's faces. Uh, so yes, yeah, so stick to no Rudy Nudies. Now, um, normally, <laughs> so bad, <laughs> I have to hear you say Rudy Nudie again. Rudy Nudies. Um, so each week we do give away uh, some prizes through our, our wonderful high clues, our film riddles. It normally comes later on uh, in the episode, but this week we thought we'd kick things off because Laura. You're pretty excited this week because you've actually gone and written one of your own haikus. I have, and I'm terrified I've made a mistake. <laughs> don't, no, don't worry. There's nobody is going to judge you here. I'm like, so I'm it's 575. So 575 in the syllable. So just a wee bit of background. It's basically, it's a, you, you just have to name the film. What film are we talking about? Three lines. In the first line, there are five syllables. The middle line, there are seven. And in the final line, there are five syllables. That's, that seems fine, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm terrible at math. Nothing wrong can go here. Okay, right. <laughs> okay, so, so everybody, there is. So yeah, here we go. Right, this I, is okay. okay. I'm ready. I'm, I'm okay, ready. Let's go. Okay. Let's I've got do my this. pen and my brain. Go. <laughs> A fancy night out. A fancy night out. Okay. okay. Elliot's the butt of jokes. Elliot's the butt of jokes. Okay. Please get him a phone. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, no. Okay. Please get him a phone. So what will we do? That Will we check the syllables first? Oh. So, a uh, fancy night out. Sorted. Five, five syllables. Great. Ellie, it's the butt of jokes. Seven. Okay. We're perfect. Okay. You said you were bad at maths. This is amazing. <laughs> and what was the last line, sorry? Please get him a phone. Please get him a phone. So it's Woo-hoo. perfect. Okay, so I Please. tick all the high clue boxes in terms of it being legit. Yes. Yes. Okay. And it's about a film. 
I think so. <laughs> okay, so that's a start. Okay, well, what is everybody? It's the film that clearly ripped off my favourite film of all time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I believe that that swine, Senior Spielberg, stole from my favourite film. So you guys, I don't even want to say it. it okay, so Paul, angry, Paul's, fa- <laughs> Paul's favourite film is Mac and Me. And of course, the rip-off is... Is E.T. the extraterrestrial? It is. I just went for E.T., but sure. No, but that's perfect. <laughs> it tastes, so we all got that. So that's uh, hopefully everybody listening now knows. Writing it down now. No, no, no. I, 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 I knew if you haven't got it. I knew, I knew it was ET no, all along. No, 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 I swear to you. I swear to you. Okay, okay. so oh, no, um, I went for double indemnity originally. Yeah, yeah exactly. We will have a uh, another high clue later on, and we will be giving away a couple of prizes with that. Um, so we're going to go straight into the top ten films that are in the Irish box office at the minute. Um, before we do. Last week we were talking the film Ferdinand starring John Cena as an animated bull. Mm. Um, it was just hanging around. It was going, and we were like, "We need to go and see this film." And Laura, you kindly offered yes, that you one. would you would take for one the for the team. And what happened, Laura? It's been a tough week for you. It's not in the top ten any it's longer. It's not there anymore. It went from ten to nine, so we were all like, "It's probably going to go back to ten. It's on we the way need up. to cover it." And it's not even there. Bull shifted. <laughs> bull shifted. Exactly. Well, what did you think of it anyway? Uh, I thought it's very good, actually. And I kind of was going with gritted teeth, being like, Japers, this better be good. Um, I do think that one of the best parts in it is in the trailer with the rabbit. Um, so I kind of hate that because you're like, oh, if that's the best part, you know, what, what have I spent mm-hmm. money on? Um, but like, it's an animation, John Cena as a bull. Um, the lead character as him as a child, I think, is an Irish actor. Right. Uh, well, it's Colin J. Murphy. I can't find any information about him online, but he but looks... He's got an Irish name, so he must be he Irish. He looks as Irish as anything from the press like shows over in America, so I'm not it, sure. It's like um, Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr. He must be Irish. <laughs> that's, that's the way logic works. Um, uh, yeah, look, I mean, it's got limited showings now, so you will be amongst children, likely, because it's like 12, 45 screenings and the likes. You get a kid's day, you're fine, you're sorted. <laughs> and they go to the toilet a lot. A lot of the time, just like Paul. But they, they, leave, they leave the screen to do that, though, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. I don't. Clean up an aisle four. Um, so, number 10 uh, in the Irish box office this week, Darkest Star, Guy Oldman, getting rave reviews for his performance as Winston Churchill. Number nine is the first of our new entries. It's Downsizing, uh, and Paul, you had a chance to see this. I did. Alexander Payne, who's one of the best satirists, I think, in the director. He's done an election about Schmidt's Sideways, which is absolutely hilarious. And in this, if you looked at the trailer and went in, you'd almost feel like you're watching two separate films. In it, Matt Damon plays a physical carer struggling for his means with his wife, Kristen Wiig, and they decide to decide to downsize, which is basically a medical procedure. You shrink yourselves, and in doing so, your expenditures, your cost of living... Uh, you basically save a lot of your money and they ultimately move to this little kind of isolated community where all these small people live called Leisureland. And as I said, watching the trailer, you think, oh, it's comedy, there's going to be loads of visual puns and stuff. And then it takes a real odd turn, like a third of the way through it. And if you go with it, I'm not going to ruin too much, but it starts to unravel all these different meanings and becomes more of a hard-hitting drama as opposed to what you might perceive it to be, which is a bit of a comedy. And I saw it and... To be honest, I didn't fully go with it, but when it was good, it was very good. And there were some great visual puns, but I just kind of left the cinema wanting a bit more of it. But uh, Damon's chemistry with his... um, He ultimately ends up going to this kind of little tiny town on the outside of Leisureland and takes care of these uh, less-to-do people. And there's lovely chemistry in those scenes. Uh, But I kind of just left them on. But Christoph Waltz is great. But again... Yeah, it, it, I, I was thinking about it, but I didn't love it, and I wanted to love it. Well, um, Laura, you weren't the biggest fan of it last yeah. week, but uh, so you you didn't really recommend it. Paul, would you still recommend, especially fans of Alexander Payne as director? I think 
I left the cinema wondering was this the film he kind of wanted to make and he said okay the idea is great but was it fully fleshed out in his head and fair play to the studio because it's a lot of money trying and you can see it on the screen it looks great but I just wondered what was he trying to say like the meanings are a bit fuddled all over the place and I kind of left it like okay I know what he's trying to do but he didn't execute it and then there's a scene when they go into Norway I'm not going to ruin too much and I was like was that just because he wanted to go to Norway yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's the thing you forget they're small until there's like a giant bottle of vodka that they're pouring with a little tap do you know and then you're like oh I forgot they're small so they kind of miss the, the opportunity for those kind of big small yeah, visual and gags I would, a noble a noble miss I would call it okay it. okay, fair enough uh, number 8 this week is Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle which is just winning everybody over it seems uh, people have their reservations they go to see it and they absolutely love it so we're definitely going to be seeing a sequel with that number 7 The Commuter Roy you, you just love it don't you ah big fan yeah no it's, it's the Liam Neeson murder mystery kind of thingy on the train not the plane like the like the other one <laughs> different vehicle uh, and it's fine it's fine it's very it's super forgettable there will be a point in like 10 years from now where, you're, where you'll mix up the plot for this and unknown and taken and run all night and you'll just merge them all into one Liam Neeson mega mix in your head that would be one amazing <laughs> film I want or somebody to make that film the worst film ever okay no I'm going to go with the best number six is The Greatest Showman and people are still that's been number six for the past three weeks so people are still loving watching Hugh Jackman sing uh, about an exploitive uh, circus owner <laughs> <laughs> who knew uh, number five Early Man Again, I saw that during the week. Uh, Eddie Redmayne plays a caveman called Doug. The Bronze Age is just about to hit. They move in on this patch of lands and they basically end up uh, squabbling for territory rights over a football game. But I'm a big football fan and actually there's a lot of really clever nods. Aardman are amazing at kind of making jokes that only like older audiences get. So these are the guys, obviously, who made uh, Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run, so they've got an, an unbelievable and track Sean record. And Shaun the Sheep, which is like essentially a silent film, which yeah. is hilarious. So they're really clever. But like there's little subtle nods to like Escape to Victory. You remember Pele's overhead kick at the end yeah. of that for fans of Escape to Victory? That was like the final thing. And like even the way they, they I'm not going to say, but a team wins the match, obviously. What one of the teams wins? And the people Spoiler. that are hoisted up, it's like the 1966 England World Cup. So it's really clever. And kids will love it, obviously, because kids, what kids doesn't love animation? But even for adults, there's a bit there. So yeah, Ironman's uh, streak continues. So highly recommended, Early Man, one of our new entries this week. Under another new entry, uh, Maze Runner, The Death Cure. Now, Rory, you were talking about this last week. You weren't the biggest fan. There has been such a, a deluge of uh, young adult films over the past few years. I've got a key question just, is there a maze in it? Because it's called The Maze Runner. No, I need my mazes. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, there hasn't been a maze in any of them since uh, the second third of the first movie. So. That's pretty accurate maze recall. Right yeah, there. like it's uh, like it's. I suppose the Hunger Games now was really hungry. <laughs> you know what? You have me. There. You have me in a technicality. I was the only one hungry through that. But uh, yeah, so into the top three films of our uh, box office this week: number three, The Post; number two, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri; and number one, Coco. And it's safe to say, uh, between the four of us, anyway, and anybody uh, that I randomly stop in the street, <laughs> hey, you come talk to me. Um, everybody seems to just be falling in love with these three films. The majority of people, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, like they're so they're so different. You you couldn't find three top three that are polar opposites like you've got an animation you've got a hard hitting like political kind of um, drama and then you have like just one that's off the wall but still brilliant like yeah. the three billboards perfect so if you are looking for something to go uh, and see in the cinema this week um, those top three you're spoiled for choice there
It's a, it's a pretty decent top ten. Excellent, excellent. So uh, we're going to move on to uh, the big interview on the big review ski now this week. Now, Rory, you said you had the chance to sit down with Jared Butler and Curtis Jackson, a.k.a. 50 Cent. Yes. Uh, not allowed to call him 50, fair no. enough. And also Pablo Schreiber, who people will know from Orange is the New Black. Yes, Pornstash. Pornstash is his nickname in that. Excellent actor. And O'Shea Jackson Jr., who is, of course, Ice Cube's son and starred in Straight Outta Compton. He is the app absolute spit of uh, of Ice Cube it's unbelievable he played him in the movie a few he, years ago he think. did in Straight Outta Compton no paternity tests needed there like they are just <laughs> identical um, so yeah the interview first of all um, the four of them have this weird kind of Irish connection yeah like it, we always try to you know, warmed them over by saying, you can guess where I'm from. Hello, Twiddly D, how you doing? Uh, and I had no idea that I actually possessed a particularly strong Irish accent, but every single one of them... How are you, bud? As, we were, as the interview was starting, you are like, ah, you're from Ireland. It's like, yep. And uh, yeah, they all have a very unique to them uh, Irish connection, because Jared obviously has one of the biggest... Uh, albeit not particularly greatest mo- Irish movies of all time. Yes, I love you. He was kind of slated years ago for his atrocious Irish accent in that Fairly. film. You, and, you, you know, it was fair that he was slated. <laughs> no, that's a, I'm sure he's he's come to terms with that by now. Uh, and then we 50 Cent, who worked with one of our Oscar-winning Irish directors, Jim Sheridan, who worked on uh, In the Name of the Father. Um, Pablo Schrieber plays a leprechaun in his new show on, in America called American Gods. Don't tell me that's his connection to Ireland. That is his connection to that's Ireland. It's not a connection. Well, he, he plays, plays a, a leprechaun. It's an Irish character. So it was more like, where did you get your... Who did you base okay. your character on? So he, he has an Irish accent as well. Then. He does, kind yeah. Of, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, and then O'Shea Jackson Jr., that first name. I know. It's pretty Irish. Back to the, the Irish. Back to the Laura Holland <laughs> logic of Irishness. It's like, well, you've got an Irish name. You're one of ours. Um, so, yeah. So, we got a, a little uh, taste of the interview here when Rory actually travelled over to New York to meet these four guys. That's how much in demand they were like, we want Rory Cash from the big reviews. He <laughs> sent him over. Uh, so, this is about the four guys chatting about their excellent Irish connections. Where are you from? Go ahead. I'm about to say, Jared and 50, how are you both oh, keeping? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you, you picked it up immediately? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> since we're in New York and I have come from Ireland to talk to you, I think I'll get the Irish stuff just out of the way real mm-hmm. quick. Jared, did you know P.S. I Love You is nearly is now, this month, 10, mo- 10 years old? No, but I just got such a... Massive flashback. Flashback and (laughs) feeling of depression. (laughs) How much time has passed. Um, But no, 10 years old, wow, okay. And women still love that film. Like, Do you Uh, have any uh, particular memory of uh, filming that back in Ireland? Yes, I remember being out in the Wicklow Gap, Mm -hmm. which is one of my favourite places on the planet. It's also where some of my family are from. Shooting the scene that I first met Hillary, you know, when we're on the road. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) stepping back. Hey, where are you going? You know, and then also perform like playing guitar in the bar in Ireland. I remember being back in Ireland and that song came on Galway Girl. Yeah. And nobody knew I was in the bar. And it was just a year after the movie and the song came on and everybody screamed and they ran on the dance floor and you knew it was from the movie. Yeah. And I actually had to walk through the dance floor at that point. Nobody even read I had my head down. But that was such a great feeling because. I've I've been that guy doing that for other like when the Guinness commercial used to come on and I'd be the one jumping up on the dance floor and you go oh my god but this is this is my song yeah so um, a lot of a lot of fond memories from 
from that movie. And 50, uh, you've worked with one of our Oscar-nominated Irish directors, Jim Sheridan. Yeah. Did he pass on any particular Irish uh, gems of knowledge or anything like that? Um, uh, a lot of aggression. Yeah. <laughs> Jim is yells at me. Yeah. He told, told me, you fucking shit, this, people want this to be shit. <laughs> you fucking get this right, 50. He's screaming at me, I'm like this. And he's short, but he's big. Yeah. Yeah, that's, heart, that's the know, Irish you know, mentality makes, right there. Yeah. yeah. They, they show, but they love you deep down, so... Yeah. We have that. And He's a great go. man, Jim Sheridan. You yeah. must have had a good time with him. a blast. Oh. <laughs> Pablo, O'Shea, how are you both keeping? Good, good. Really good. Uh, we will talk about the film, obviously, but I have to get the Irish stuff oh, out of the way. O'Shea! O'Shea! I did. Camera's turned on. You were what? keeping it a little I suspenseful, know. weren't I you? Play this. I'm not going to let this leprechaun know where I'm But I've got you both here. What's since you brought it up? The Irish accent from yeah. American Gods. How did I do? It's, it's good, actually. Okay, okay. It's, it is obviously a leprechaun, so yeah. you have to hit it as hard as you well, can. Well, and he's Americanized, too. That's he's true. been in America for hundreds of years. Yes, ah. he has. But has there, was there any particular Irish kind of person you were like, that's what I'm aiming for? Yeah, Conor McGregor. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense now he's that you've the said man. it out loud. Now, <laughs> I mean, come on. He's the man. You even kind of look like him in it now that Boom. you said it. You see that? See what I was doing there? That's magic. I do now. Fighting Irish. That's magic. And O'Shea. Yeah, yeah, man. O'Shea. Do you know what that means? Um, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got, listen, listen. To the people of Ireland, I come from a black, real black family. I don't know where my name came from. I think I think a hat. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, in Ireland, it's a surname, and it means hawk-like or majestic. Wow. Don't you see it? Wow. <laughs> Don't you see it? Oh, thank you. Hawk-like or, or majestic. majestic. Yeah, well, hawks are kind of majestic themselves, yeah. so I can kind of see the, oh, well, there the goes crossover. The are the five of you just the best of friends no. now? We all hang out now. <laughs> right. Like whenever okay. I'm in Manhattan, which is all the time. You're such a prick. <laughs> we just, we just hang out. So uh, the four guys are the stars of Den of Thieves, which is out this week. And just give us a wee bit of background to the film itself. Okay. Uh, it involves a group of highly trained ex-military uh, personnel who are now all in a very highly trained group of uh, bank robbers who want to take down the biggest bank in Los Angeles that will set them up for life. Uh, unfortunately, they get on the path of Jared Butler's agent, who uh, he breaks all the rules. All the rules. Every rule. <laughs> He's he going to throw the book out. He is the McBain of Los Angeles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's and basically he, cops and robbers. It's basically heat. But, okay. But okay. with like 50 cents as uh, Robert De Niro. Okay. That's a, that's a nice bit <laughs> of... Uh, the poster. Yeah. Basically. Basically a nice, heat. A nice bit of recasting. So instead of just chatting to them about their leprechaun ties mm. and their uh, their their Irish names, uh, you actually did talk to them about the film as well, thankfully. I did, yeah. Um, I don't know if listeners know this, but when you go over to uh, interview someone, it's normally done... You all know this. It's mm-hmm. done in a hotel. It's done in a hotel room mm-hmm. that they usually got out and like take all the beds and stuff out so you can get the cameras and the lights and stuff in I wish they would leave the beds in <laughs> come, come sit here come sit beside me we'll talk uh, but we, so you're, you're, you're left sitting on a chair in a hotel hallway and then someone's like you're in we're ready for you. you it's Notting, Notting Hill like that's why I say horse and hound Oh, the horse and hound yeah essentially, yeah. essentially yeah. that yeah so I'm sitting in, in a hotel hallway in Manhattan uh, waiting to go in to interview 50 Cent and Jared and I, I look to my right and 50 Cent has appeared out of nowhere and is screaming into his phone <laughs> uh, because he had apparently done Stephen Colbert's show the night before mm-hmm. and had been uninvited to do Jimmy 
Kimmel Fallon. 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 One of the Jimmies. Apparently, there's like a, a, a let's say a healthy competition. A beef. 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 There's a beef. Full on beef. Uh, and he's screaming on the phone to what I assume was his agent saying what do you mean I've been uninvited Jared hasn't been uninvited I'm going on that <gasps> show and no one's going to stop me and oh, this, was, go, this was right before I was going in to interview oh no you were interviewing angry 50 like, Cent oh my god 50 Cent is annoyed I am not going to survive this interview <laughs> uh, but it turns out he's super nice when he went in super soft spoken chap before the camera was on he was like hey man would you see the movie did you enjoy the movie he was like yes yeah. that's how he gets you he sucks you in like that and then bam you're screwed. <laughs> um, so we have a little clip here of you chatting to... This is Jared Butler and 50 Cent, first of all, talking about the film. And then you'll hear a little bit of uh, Pablo Schreiber, or Schreiber, if you've been calling him. And uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Uh, he's, what's his face? His uh, half-brother. Um, leave. Leave. Are they half-brothers? Uh, his surname. Which half? The left. The left half. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> we better talk about the film. Uh, Why not? Yeah. Uh, you all went to boot camp, and I've asked everyone now, who was the best shot? The best shot. Um, we were separate. My yeah. my boot camp was with um, was with the you know the good guys, the cops, so sure. the good guys. Yeah. Well, the good guys. By the way, can I just say though, I did do a boot camp a few years ago for another movie where I had to use uh, um, a sniper rifle. Yeah. And I shot from far away. I was with the Michigan SWAT team, and when we walked up to the target, I'd shot him four times in the nose, and it had formed one hole. Oh wow! And I now the director framed it, and it now hangs in my house. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's that's so. Let's say I'm a pretty good uh, yeah. shot. But anyway, Wasn't it, I, I you know. <laughs> They had bigger weapons than I was comfortable like with using. So sure, we don't walk around every day with massive machine with guns, machine right guns the saw, and all of this yeah. crazy shit. Like, I'm like, yo, when the, the weapon has a belt, yeah, <laughs> that goes in a box, <laughs> it's a whole nother when level. It has accessories, you know, yeah, it's a big yeah. gun. But yeah. there was because we had to have we had, the characters had prior military experience. We had people out that was whipping us in shape and giving us the, you know, the, the physical motions that you would how out of habit what you would have sure you know and we went there was a process for two weeks it was interesting because I had, there was a moment where O'Shea was like I'm the driver yeah why uh, do I have to do this he's just not good I'm not doing this yeah. in the movie <laughs> but he didn't yeah. want to do anything he didn't want to he also had to change the bartender and trying to get him in to he change the bartender was a nightmare he's like I, ain't I just have to pour a drink uh, <laughs> okay Jared 50 thank you so much thank you Thanks. Pablo O'Shea I understand you all did the boot camp we did. And I'm going to be asking everyone, mm. who was the best shot? <laughs> I mean, O'Shea answered yesterday. He answered yesterday with listen, the worst answer listen. ever. He I said say, 50 was I the best 50. shot. I think because he was scared of getting <laughs> I never, shot. I've never we, shot nobody. We, Therefore, by default, 50 cents the best shot. Quite clearly from boot camp, 50 was not the best shot. You know, yo, I mean, so, he couldn't get his gun off. I'm not scared to say it. I'm not scared to say it. Look, I'm just saying, I've never shot nobody. Okay. Big Sid is the best shot. Okay. Here's the problem. That's, we okay. didn't have. We never had live ammo. Right. Yeah. So not we, even on the target range or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with blanks. Sure. Yeah, so so you no. don't know where your shots are going. Mm. Right. So all we know is who looks best with a gun. <laughs> and that one was like hands down, you know, obviously. Yeah, I'm, you you know, know. know, that was easy. Shame. <laughs> so moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the shootout scene in the film is fantastic, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Uh, I know, unfortunately, you were not a. Oh, not, what? What you mean? You weren't. This? You weren't He's a part of it. For, 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 for <laughs> reasons I'm not going to give away, yeah, yeah, you, weren't, yeah. you weren't exactly a part of it. But yeah. when you knew that was coming up, you were like super okay. excited about getting involved. It's something that you you kind of have to compare it to Heat in terms of 
the intensity pushes so in much area. anticipation for that yeah. scene. Oh it, we, it was called the corridor scene because it took place yep. in between the cars, right? We were, <laughs> it was a big fight out between this row of cars, and everything was about this corridor everything. building up to this movie tactical military <laughs> movie <laughs> through the car corridor. So we learned it at boot camp, kept mm. practicing it every day. It was like, and we were building up to do this amazing big shootout between these cars. Yeah, yeah. And then on the day that we got to shoot our big shootout in the corridor, yeah. The guns didn't work. <laughs> Literally, the day that we shot the yeah. corridor scene, all the guns stopped working. Why? I don't want to like throw anybody under the bus, but there was clearly an there issue comes a bus, I feel. On, the gun, <laughs> on the gun side of things. Okay. Because every time they handed them to us, they jammed. Well, you, you, made it, you made it look time. good, even with broken guns. There, so was a lot of, there was a lot of pretending. You know. I got I got busted because once we started having to pretend, I started making the noise because the gun wasn't making the noise, and they're like, "We can see that with your mouth, Uh, you're moving your mouth. You should probably stop doing that. Can you you do one take without moving your mouth?" He's just really into his character. I I mean, I want to do it for the movie. I want you to have that noise. He's he's an artist. (laughs) You're really like method. Yeah, Yeah. method gun actor. Listen, if the gun's not going to make the noise, I am. You have to fill in. And just looking forward, super excited. The two of you are in separately, unfortunately. Two of the most, what I think, uh, most fun-looking movies for the next year. You've got Skyscraper mm. and you've got Godzilla 2. Yeah, yeah. Can you give me, like, even what your characters are in those movies? Oh, uh, I am a, I'm a soldier. I'm the, uh, the old guy, really, on the team of soldiers, uh, Chief Warrant Officer Barnes. And... Uh, Godzilla's going to be action-packed. It's going to be the pay-per-view of monster movies. We got Mothra, Rodan, and King Ghidorah all in the film. Oh, my. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going down. It ain't going up. Stuff is falling over. Yeah. Like a skyscraper might be falling over. You could say. Segway. And I have a big spoiler here. Hit me. I'm going to tell you something about Skyscraper the movie. Okay. It stars... The Rock. Ain't that something? Thank you. I don't know if you knew that, but oh, that's, I, can, I can officially say that today. <laughs> that's what you're That he's me. in the movie. Okay, cool. Getting I look my, forward to The Rock. Is his name? That's his name, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I look forward like, to that. Yeah. I'll make a note. With a yeah. Q. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo and Ashe, thank you so much. Thank Pleasure. you, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for yeah. teaching me my name. <laughs> you know what this means? It means I am a member of a gang, only we have badges, which means you are done. Do you look like the types who arrest you? No one could see that. Put you in handcuffs, drag you down to the station. We just shoot you. You're not the bad guys. We are. I wish everybody could see us in studio there now because while the music for that trailer was playing, we were the four least cool people in the world. Uh, I've never seen Rory Cashin do gang signs before, but it's not intimidating <laughs> in any way whatsoever. I wasn't trying to be intimidating. <laughs> well, it's the friendly gang. Oh, you're in the friendly gang. He's yeah. the friendly gang. Welcome to the big review ski. We're the friendly gang. The big friendly gang. Yeah, we're mm. going to get beat up so much. Now, uh, I know we are talking about films, but we do have some breaking news and we're going to go... <laughs> I'm so excited I can't even talk. We're going to go live to our breaking news card. Correspondent Laura Holland, because Rory, 
just before the interview, you were saying that Fitty Cent was... No, 50. Sorry, 50 Cent. I can't help it. I was specifically told. <laughs> he, was kick, he was kicking off because he wasn't going to be invited on one of uh, the big US late night talk shows. I'm, I'm, Laura, what have you got for us? News just in. Jerry Butler, just <laughs> put on my news reading voice. Jerry Butler went solo on the Jimmy Kimmel show after you saw him fight with his agent. Poor old 50 did not get on the show. Empty chair on the stage? There's an actual empty chair. They could have removed the chair, like... It's so blatant that they were missing 50. Um, so, Rory, uh, amazing inside scoop there. Right. <laughs> You're welcome, world. Thank you very much. Now, uh, there's been a mixed reaction to Den of Thieves, as we say, which is out uh, this week in cinemas. As you said, Rory, it's kind of, it does have, you know, a kind of a callback to Heat. It is based in LA. It's kind of, as we say, cops versus robbers. Yes. Lots of big shootouts as yes. well. And instead of kind of Michael Mann's blue, there's like this kind of orangey haze throughout the whole thing. But based, and I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting too much from this film, but I was pleasantly surprised. It was better than I was expecting it was going to be. It's perfectly, it's perfectly watchable. It's a, it's a teeny bit long. Because I think it's it what, is. two. The, yeah, this this like kind that? of film uh, for this kind of all action uh, shootout, and there are smart moments in it as well. But you're probably looking at like kind of an hour and a half is what you want it to yeah. be, and it is. It's close to two and a half hours, which is um, the director just going, "I love my film so much. <laughs> this script is a thousand pages." Long. And like, how was fifty? I just I I get so annoyed when these people are in roles where I'm like. We and their background know. isn't acting. I know what you mean, but I think they have used him in the right kind of way. They've okay. given him minimal dialogue. He looks intimidating. He looks great in those kind of shootouts, and that's what they that's what they show him doing. Okay. So I think they did use him well in that regard. The, the biggest surprise for me was I actually thought Jared Butler was decent in it. Yeah. Uh, his accent wasn't as terrible as it usually is. No. And the 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 I'm really have become a big fan of of Pablo Schreiber Schreiber um, <laughs> because he's I'm actually excited to see what he does next because the way they play him as a, as one of the robbers these guys aren't dum-dums no. they're actually intelligent and they know what they're doing now coming out after the uh, screening of the film uh, that was on earlier this week there was a mixed reaction as I said I was chatting to one couple and they were like this is the worst film that I've ever seen in my entire life which is uh, <laughs> slightly extreme as well but uh, we did have a, a, one of our other listeners get in touch uh, so a guy from Thomas uh, called Thomas and this is what he thought of Den of Thieves I'm Thomas and last night I went to see Den of Thieves and I must say that I really enjoyed it I think if you're looking to go in and really examine every aspect of the plot and the characters, then it's probably not the film for you. But if you're happy to just accept it for what it is, an action-packed thriller with a good few laughs as well, then you'll really enjoy the film. Can I just clear up? That is not me doing just another voice. That is actually, that's actually a goal. The guy called Thomas from Donegal. He is a real person. Um, speaking of accents I, I as well. I second his, his text or his WhatsApp or whatever. Yeah, his take he, on I it. I think he hit it on the nail, on the head. Yeah, because there, there's one one problematic bit in the in the film where there's a character who has a relationship with Jared Butler, and this guy is from Ireland. He's from the north, and he's got this really really dodgy Irish accent. Yeah. And you're like, well, you just hire somebody with a proper Irish accent. So, no, whatever Jared Butler's character is like, no, Jared Butler, you can't be doing that there. <laughs> this is a terrible situation. So he's to be doing in. his own accent, but worse. Who the, per- the, person. the person? I don't think he's from Ireland at all. It was really oh. distracting. It was incredibly because as soon as he said it, uh, or he opened his mouth, the entire audience was just like, "Is, is that guy? 
where's he supposed to be from? Is he supposed to be Irish? <laughs> but uh, Den of Thieves, better than we were expecting, uh, as we said, and out this week in cinemas. The other big release this week is Phantom Thread, starring uh, an actual Irish actor, Daniel Day-Lewis. And Roy, you had a chance to see this. I did, yeah. It's uh, apparently Daniel Day-Lewis's last ever film role, uh, working again with the director of There Will Be Blood, Paul Thomas Anderson. It is set in the 1950s London, and uh, Daniel Day-Lewis plays a fashion designer who kind of just runs through through women really, really quickly, uh, gets bored of them just as quickly, uh, and happens across a new muse who's played by, I hope I'm saying your name right, Vicky Creeps or Cripes. <laughs> Creeps. <laughs> no, whatever your name is. Uh, she is the the new muse and completely turns uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's character's world upside down. Yeah, we have a little clip here. This is Daniel and Vicky chatting away. Her arrival has cast a very long shadow. She's barely looked at you this evening, has she? May I warn you of something? My brother can feel cursed that love is doomed for him. I don't like the fabric. Maybe one day you'll change your taste. Maybe I like my own taste. Just enough to get you into trouble. Perhaps I'm looking for trouble. Stop! There is an air of quiet death in this house. You're not cursed, you're loved by me. Stop playing this game. What game? What precisely is the nature of my game? All your rules and your clothes and all this money and everything is a game. This was an ambush. Stop. Are you sent here to ruin my evening and possibly my entire life? Stop it! Insane. <laughs> it's intense. It sounds pretty intense. All right, the music there is by Radiohead's Johnny Greenwood. Unbelievable! It, like turning his hand to film composing and working with Paul Thomas Anderson all the time as well. Just writes incredible tunes, and it really seems like it suits the sound of the film. Because I'm at, I'm at the edge of my seat just listening to that. Oddly enough, um, it, I, I consider it to be Paul Thomas Anderson's funniest film he's ever made. <laughs> well, that's saying something because that did not sound like a barrel of laughs. No, but it's so funny, the context of it in the trailer is like, ooh, nail-biting. But in the film, every line they're delivering there, the audience was cracking up because it's almost like this weird, super hyper-intense uh, comedy of manners where just, everyone's just exactly so and you can't, you can't live outside your box like this. And then this woman comes in and completely turns upside down and no one knows how to react to her properly. And it's actually weirdly funny um, and then towards the end it just spirals off in this whole other direction that I did not see coming well do you think people were laughing at it or were they laughing with it no definitely with it okay like, it, I had like Day Lewis delivers the lines so perfectly that I got really really upset halfway through the film I was like ah oh, shit he would have been an amazing comedy actor if, if someone had to put him in, yeah. the right, in the right role because he he's fantastic in it. Obviously, it's it's Daniel Day Lewis, but he's just he and Vicky Cripes and his sister, who's played by Leslie Manville, the three of them, they they deliver this like psychological warfare in each other, and it is. I don't know how, but it is hilarious. Well, that's the tragic thing. If this is his last film, I know, well, maybe it's not a tragedy. <laughs> he is just an actor after all. Yeah. But like, you know, that there's so much more potential there for him, but he's just like, you know, yeah, well, that's me break. done pretty well, he much. He said, yeah. this, this was the role that, he, like, he's been very open about it. He said, this is the role that broke me. I can't do anything else after this. Um, because he completely lost himself in a playing this character who uh, is so used to not being loved and then finds love with this random person. Um, and the the development of their romance is so completely twisted. I think it might have broke his brain. 
Well, he is. Uh, well, get well soon, Daniel. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope, hope your brain is feeling better soon. Enjoy retirement in Wicklow. <laughs> yeah, but he is nominated for the Best Actor in the upcoming Oscars. He's up against uh, Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out, who was so good in Amazing. that. Uh, Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour and Denzel Washington in this week's other big release. We'll have a full review of that next week. In Roman J. Israel Esquire. But in terms of the ones you've seen there, Roy, like his performance, do you think... Because I remember you singing the praises of Gary Oldman before. Yeah. Um, it's way more showy okay. than this one. Okay. It's the whole Saoirse Ronan v. Uh, Francis McDormand yeah. thing all over again. Um, he'd absolutely deserve it because he, he's fantastic in it. Um, and it is like completely unlike any other character he's played previously and everything he does is fantastic. Plus him saying it's his last of a role. Uh, you know, the Academy might just be like, bye, here's a gift on the way out. It's an yeah. Oscar. Because uh, that's the way they work. Yeah, I, essentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but, yeah, it's it's him or Alden. And what about uh, a recommendation in terms of people going to see it this week? I'd say stick through the first 20 minutes because for the f- it took me a while to like acclimate to what kind of film it was because the start I was like is this boring or <laughs> what, is, what, is what is this, this? about this? and I don't understand why everyone's so annoyed at each other but uh, if you could stick through it and it's not that long it's only two hours ten I think I was going in I was expecting another shorter three, than three, three and a half yeah. hour one but uh, but yeah like if you could stick stick with it and it is uh, far more entertaining than uh you know, you'd expect it to be. Well, you're spoiled for choice, whatever you are going to see. As we said, the top three in the uh, Irish box office, Coco, Three Billboards and The Post, plus Den of Thieves and Phantom Thread thrown into the mix. There's literally something for everybody there. Uh, so, yes, uh, more new release reviews coming next week. We also, you know, just in case you don't get a chance to go to the cinema each week, we are making recommendations that you can watch at home as well. Um, a lot of people... You might have a TV in the gaff, you might have Netflix, whatever you do have. We're going to try and mix it up each week. So I've been tasked this week with picking the recommendation. I haven't told any of you what it is, but this week it, there's a very special anniversary coming up. And Ooh. we've. Yeah. Oh. oh, no. Oh, Roy. No. Don't say it, though. We have a little clip here from the film that I've chosen <gasps> for this week's home recommendation. I'm sorry. What was that again? I'm a god. You're a god. I'm a god. Not the guy, I don't think. Because you survived a car wreck? You folks ready to order? I didn't just survive a wreck. I wasn't just blown up yesterday. I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned. Oh, really? And every morning I wake up without a scratch on me, not a dent in the fender, I am an immortal. Special today is blueberry waffles. So it's February 2nd this week, and that means it's Groundhog Day. Oh, what a choice. Put on your booty camper because it's cold outside. Oh, well, this is, you don't even need uh, Bill Murray there because, Paul, you're just going to like recreate every single line from the film. It is, of course, Groundhog Day. You can watch it as many times as you want, and you can make the same jokes over and over again, and I, it all counts. I love that joke where someone said they should release Groundhog's Day 2, and then when you got to see it in the cinema, it's just the first <gasps> one again. That's oh, genius. That can we do good. that? Um, it is available to watch on Netflix if you haven't seen it. Uh, like It's one of Bill Murray's best comedies, I think. How old is it? It's 1993, I so think. So what are we now? 25 years? Holy moly, it's 25 yeah. years old. Uh, he is an absolute prick in it, as Phil Connors, <laughs> the weatherman. But he is the most lovable prick in the world. Funny enough, when I was a child, I didn't think he was a prick. 
Oh, in the film. Again. I would watch oh, it again. He's such a prick. I thought yeah. it was kind of nice. I kind of felt sorry for him. There is that little montage when he's given soup and he actually realises how much of a prick he is and it comes towards the end with the WrestleMania tickets and he's playing piano. So that was kind of redeeming. Yeah, he's not. He's not a prick at the end. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it is in one for, of the funniest comedies I think from the nineties anyway, and, and one of his best performances. He just suits that kind of completely sarcastic, unlovable uh, kind of guy. Andy McDowell is brilliant in it as well, and, and an uh, early Michael Shannon appearance. What is Michael Shannon in it? Yeah, he's the guy that he gives the um, WrestleMania tickets oh, to. Really? <gasps> Amazing. In fairness, didn't Ned Ryerson deserve to be punched every day? Over every and over single day Ned as well. So the thing is, yeah, as we said, if you haven't seen it, it's well worth checking out. And if you have seen it, you know, the joke is there. Just watch Groundhog Day <laughs> over and over and over and over again. Um, so, yeah, that's our recommendation for this week. Now, we do, as we said, have some uh, very cool prizes to <gasps> give away. I know, again, I, I do like the fact that you, I'm just crushingly disappointing uh, each week. You're not getting them. Do you know what? I might have some spare stuff for you. No, I don't. No, I don't. Oh. Definitely not. So these are prizes for the listeners at home. Uh, we do have some very cool merchandise from Den of Thieves. It's a big gun. It's, there are no weapons, no automatic weapons. It's, 50 cent. it's friendship it's with not, 50 cent. <laughs> yeah, friendship with 50 cent for life. But uh, So we will be able to send those out to you. But what you have to do first is get the right answer to this week's high clue. Now, oh, Laura, so you, you've already given us your example, which was uh, E.T. Can you just read out your sure. E.T. one again there? A fancy night out. Elliot's the butt of jokes. Please get him a phone. Right. Okay, so breaking that down then, line by line. So, so the first the first line is a fancy night out. Right, so they're out for Halloween and it's fancy dress. Oh, uh, okay. So okay, I did layer it. these That's as, incredibly as best layered. I could. Is it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, there's a lot in that. <laughs> Elliot's the butt of jokes. Elliot is, is the young chap. The butt of jokes, I... His brother Don't doesn't really know. bully him. He's not bullied in school, is he? Because that got to, I, I feel there's emphasis on but. Oh, yeah. but. Well, <laughs> whenever he's in his hospital gown, it is, is his bum out. <laughs> is that it? No. No. You no. know the scene okay. when they're out on and Halloween, and yeah. one of them refers to ET as um, something. I'm not sure what they refer to him as, but then they say, "Is he from Uranus?" Do you get it? Your anus. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. Good. Okay, so the butt of jokes. And then what was the last line? Please get him a phone. Okay. That, that <laughs> wasn't really layered. Was, it, was that layered? No, it's just like, please get this alien a phone. <laughs> so we have, um, thanks for that example one. No problem. So high clue. See, they're unbelievably easy when you know the answer. So this week's uh, high clue is, is everybody ready? Oh, yes. I oh, have yeah. a pen in hand. So everybody listening at home as well. And people people have been shouting at me in the street. They're like, stupid clues. <laughs> just give us the answer. So this week's one. Flotus starts to bloom and Flotus is all caps it's F-L-O-T-U-S Oh I think I have Okay it. wait So okay. Flotus starts to bloom the middle line is Sace digits decide dad's death What? Sace? Sace as in Cis? the Spanish word for six Okay And my Spanish no. is atrocious oh. Says, says, says. Digits decide dad's death, and the last line, not so crystal clear. Not so crystal clear, and crystal has a capital C. We're not allowed to say the answer right because this is for no, no. This is for the listeners as well. But you can start to scribble down. So I'll just read it out in full, start to finish. Flotus starts to bloom. Says, digits decide dad's death. Not so crystal clear. 
That's a toughie. That's, That's really nice. tough. Toughie. It's a good one. It's a good one. And just let you know, <laughs> the look Flotis. of pride on your face <laughs> is insufferable. <laughs> Flotis, as we said, is all caps. It's F L O T U S. Seis in the middle line is the Spanish word for six, and crystal has a capital C. Yeah, I just, <laughs> so I just want to say congratulations to everybody who got it right last week. They uh, sent in the correct answer. So congratulations to Killian McGavin, who got in touch on Twitter at Big Reviewski, and on our WhatsApp. Uh, a big congratulations to Leonard. No last name there, Leonard. But Leonard, to be fair, uh, at least you gave part of your name. Someone else was just like, Star Wars? question mark um, so they did get it correct uh, so do please get in touch with us you're going to tell see. them about last week's right, right yeah answers. I'm going to try and bring it up now will you give me a second uh, alright so last week's one was oddly master speaks son wants paternity test he knows she loves him as we said congratulations to everyone who did get in touch with the correct answer and to be fair to Leonard you did break it down as well he said I'd like to enter the competition the answer is Star Wars technically it's Empire Strikes Back but we'll give it to to Star Wars he said the first clue is Yoda which was oddly Master Speaks I'm not even going (laughs) to oddly Master Speaks oh that was good Um, thanks the second line was Luke and Darth Vader that was Son Wants Paternity Test well, spoiler alert. <laughs> and the last thing was about Leia and Han, uh, whenever it was, he knows she loves him. So thanks again for getting in touch, everybody. Um, do get in touch, as we said, on Twitter at Big Reviewski, or you can WhatsApp us on 087 400 No nudie rudies. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much us wrapped up for this week. Um, thanks again, everybody, for listening. A big thank you to Rory and for bringing your friends, Jared Butler and all those boys along. No problem. Anytime. Uh, Laura, thank you for that and your, your breaking news as well <laughs> yeah. and your high clue oh, yes. and your high clue of course thanks for that no so problem. many layers and Paul thanks for coming along as well Rory will you introduce me to Fiddy <laughs> not, if you, not if you call him I think why I can get away with Fiddy why can I ask why I didn't ask why I was Just told, told. <laughs> yeah. you, you can call him Curtis or you can call him 50 I wasn't told I couldn't call him Fiddy but I also was what? not specifically told <laughs> what I could call him so I filled in the blank myself well Fair listen enough. thanks everybody for listening again this week and we will see you next week for the latest episode of the Big Reviews when we're reviewing oh, Fiddy we're Shades re- Free oh, Fiddy yeah. Shades Free I don't know if you're allowed to say that we'll see you next week bye bye <laughs>